Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. The 100th year of NFL football is upon us. Hello, I am Mitchell Kaminsky. I am Marshall McAluso, and this is the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. We got a little bit of a bonus episode. You know, uh, spoiler alert, a lot of our fans are Bears fans. We do live in Chicago. Mitchell's a Bears fan. We all love the Bears. Uh, Not so much the Packers, but the first game just dropped, uh, Thursday Night Football, and we felt we got to have a little bit of a bonus episode. Uh, we will have our full week one coverage like we usually do during NFL season. But, you know, uh, the kickoff, we've been waiting for it for so long. We figured we'd just hop right into it. Give us a good little bonus podcast. I believe one Mitchell Kaminsky has a little bit of a rant for us today opening up with well, the game we had. I was very excited heading into this game because it's the 100th anniversary of football and you have mm-hmm. Bears-Packers, historic rivalry. It's the Bears' 100th season. It's a great way to start in 1920. The ratings were up 14% from last year. Yeah. The nation was watching, and the Bears were they had Super Bowl aspirations. They were talking the talk in the preseason, and they laid an egg in front of a national TV audience. And here's some Boring. of the breakdowns that I some of, some of my thoughts just watching it. Number one, this defense is fantastic. That like you held Aaron Rodgers in prime time to only 10 points a game. Like that, you should be able to win with that. Yeah. You know, Tim Tebow when he was winning games, people were like that Broncos defense was very good. Yeah. Like you can win games with that. And yeah. I think that's the point we're at with Mitch Trubisky. It was really the big story. Then I, it brings me to the second point. You know, the, the Bears are going to win a lot of games this year because of, the, because of the defense in spite of Trubisky's play. But, man, Mitch Trubisky, third year in the offense. And this is a, I heard a response last night from one of my friends in, like, a group chat. It's like, oh, well, he's still young. Really? Still young? It's only his second year in the offense. You know, I don't see Pat Mahomes having any of these problems in Kansas City. I don't see Deshaun Watson having any problems. This is a guy you traded up to get. It's time to put up or shut up at like some point. Because he looked inept out there. This offense couldn't score on a hooker. <laughs> they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't pass the ball. They're dropping passes. Trubisky looked bad. Like at some point, with all these bells and whistles, you have a great play caller with Matt Nagy. You have a great defense. The weapons are around you. They added Cordero Patterson. You got speed with Gabriel. You got a running back who's supposed to be good with Montgomery. Like, at some point, like, you know, excuses are over here. Second point I'd like to bring up is some of this has got to fall on the coaching. Now, I heard, like, like oh, well, Nagy's just doing this to deflect off of Trubisky. And Nagy is an excellent coach. I'm not yeah, calling for his head year, or anything. Right? Yeah, coach of the year last year. However, you got a brand-new running back, and I know you'll dive into this, too, yeah. but, and you run him only five times, five rushing attempts. Cohen didn't get a touch, which is a problem in the playoffs. He didn't get a touch. Third and one, you have twice, and you can't get a first down. You have a fourth and ten, you can kick a field goal, and it feels like you're not going to trust your new kicker you got, who you went through that whole offseason, like that whole circus of finding a kicker, and you're not going to let him kick to make it a four point or to make it a one point game, at least attempt a field goal there. I mean, that's horrible. The coaching was bad yeah. last night. Uh, and a lot of this, too, not only that, this is what happens when you don't play in the preseason. Preseason mm. matters. You need reps. You can't be like, oh, he's in practice. I was at the first Packers preseason game this year, and Aaron Rodgers didn't play. But he has earned that right because he's a veteran. Tom Brady, for example, this is probably the game's coming easy to him. Yep. As you get older, you kind of figure the game out. Tom Brady has figured this game out. He still played in week three of the preseason. Even he gets reps. Aaron Rodgers didn't play in the preseason. Did he look great last night? No, he looked rusty coming out of there. But his difference is he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, so he's over, over, he was able to overcome it. So you can make that excuse because you don't want him to get injured. 
Mitch Trubisky is not a Hall of Fame quarterback by any means. The only reason he made the Pro Bowl last year was because of this offense and how yeah. good they were with all their bells and whistles. And you, you need some reps. So, I mean, that, that, that's my like, yeah. short and thing there. I that think, was embarrassing. I'm prime time. I think for me, my biggest problem was looking at the play calling. I mean, Matt Nagy last year, because I watched a lot of Bears games, and it was, it was like not every play, but there were a lot of times where like he's going to cook something up, like what's he going to do next? And it was like, it, I was like, dang, like that was impressive. That was a very nice play call. Guys in motion, bells yeah, exactly. and whistles, this one, it, just, it just looked like there was nothing special. Um, I mean, an, an, a crazy stat is David Montgomery, the guy you traded up for, huge hype around him, one carry in the second half. Tariq Cohen had zero carries the entire game. I mean, they had, essentially, they had 12 rushing attempts. They're going to go 53 times in, in, a, in a game where they, the max that they were losing by was seven. Like, this was not, you know, it's 26 to 10, we got to move the ball. This was not crunch time. This was the entire game. You're within a touchdown. You, have, you can afford to ground and pound it. I mean, and here's the thing, and of course, you know, I'm a Broncos homer, so I always throw them in there. A lot of people like to rip on the Broncos. We have Joe Flacco as their starting quarterback. But I think a lot, of, a lot of teams with quarterbacks that aren't that good say, you know what, I know what I'm getting. I know what I'm getting with Joe Flacco. I understand that, you know, Broncos, Bears, defenses are good. That's what they should be leaning on. Whereas I feel like the Bears... The fan base and potentially even the coaching staff, they don't know. They, they're drinking the Kool-Aid with Mitch Trubisky, and they're wanting him to be this franchise quarterback. I mean, you're going to throw 53 times. He completed, like, 20-some passes for 228 yards and a 45 pick. he threw, yeah. Yeah, 40, but like, yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, so, yeah. And it's like, it's like what, what are you doing? Like, you, you can't expect this guy to carry the team. And Traymond Williams of the Green Bay Packers yeah, showed it. Summarized he it. said, we knew if we could get Mitchell Trubisky to play quarterback, we could win. I mean... You look at all these teams with subpar quarterbacks, they're saying, look, we want a guy who can game manage and we can lean on other aspects of our team, whether it be defense, special teams, running game, play calling. I mean, the, even their offense last year, they leaned on play calling because they knew that Mitchell Trubisky can't just drop back and win a game like that. It doesn't work right. that way. Also, when it comes to play calling, you got a third and one in the second half. And you're going to hand it to Cordero Patterson? You just drafted this new running back. He's exactly. supposed to be a they ground and pound guy that can truck over people. Oh, I agree. That's just it's trying like, to get too cute there. It's like, what do you... That was the one play where I'm like, maybe they might cook something up, you know, do... But, like, it, it, it seemed rudimentary, basic, and that they really, like, they weren't using their personnel to their advantage. Oh, and going back to that thing Traymond Williams said, like, we, at, we wanted him... We knew if Mitch could play quarterback. His job is to play quarterback! <laughs> You're trying to, like, that says it all right there. And then yeah. I, there's probably going to be meetings going behind closed doors with, like, Nagy and Ryan Pace where, like, you know, you got to be a little frustrated here. Like, this yeah. is not our guy. Because he looked painfully limited last night. Yeah. That interception he threw was like a high school read. Just stared him down the whole way. Yeah. And when he threw it, he's like, oh, the ball felt good. Leaving my hand. That was a horrible read. And, of course, the former Bear picked it off, who, by the way, said, Adrian Amos, uh, Williams was saying later in that quote that he told them what was coming. They saw that play ran earlier. He's like, hey, I called it. They're going to run it again. And he got over there. And you, you think you're going to march into Denver next week and face your former defensive coordinator? They, like, they, I got really, There's a legitimate shot. You're going to start 0-2. Yeah. I'm not a gambling guy, but I, I think it's a safe bet. Next week, I would not be surprised if the Broncos beat the Bears. Yeah. That's a fair bet, especially because the Bears are uh, – the Broncos are 20-2 against the Bears in the last 20 years. Yeah, and they're at home, back. hostile environment. Yeah, I think like, and I mean, you look at how the Packers won, and I, I'm not a, I'm not 
a fan of the Packers. Like I or like not like fan wise, but like I don't I wouldn't bet on them. I don't think they're that good of a team. They have a fantastic quarterback, but you look at their pieces, they have stuff there. I, well, this is more about the Bears and the Packers. Yeah. I don't think they're like a contender or playoff team that much. But I mean if you look at what they did to beat the Bears, it wasn't that much. They played basic defense, they played solid defense. And their offense. This was is like, where I'll disagree with you a little bit. Now, I don't think they're anything special. The Bears had enough weapons to overcome it. But I was arguing with someone beforehand. Like I thought the Packers could win the division. I think the Bears are a nine and seven, ten and sixteen, which I said yeah. before watching last night. And I still do think the Bears can make the playoffs. There's a lot of talent there. But the Packers got they they finally use free agency yeah. to help improve the defensive side because they they're, they they Amos was like a pro, number one safety yeah. in pro football focus, and it's a couple D linemen. The Bears couldn't run the ball, as you can see. I mean, I thought I, I think that defense is good, and they have, they have a yeah. legit shot to win the division. Yeah, now, I don't think they're as good as they showed last night because yeah. the Bears were so bad. But that defense has definitely improved. I yeah. do think they're a contender because Aaron Rodgers finally has a defense now. You can True. win a Super Bowl with that. Yeah, I I, I think my, my point is that like they didn't they didn't do. I mean, Matt Lafleur, their head, their new head coach, he didn't didn't quite impress no. me that much. And this, yeah, the last point I would say is like, yeah. it looked like when they were running the ball, it looked like they were just running it to run it. Like, there's no yeah. purpose. Like, all right, we need to give Rodgers a playoff because they couldn't move the ball. And the only reason the Bears had three points, like the Packers had negative 12 yards in the first quarter. Yeah. Their defense was the offense, moving them back and getting them in field position to score. Because the Bears' longest drive was seven plays. Yeah. Which is not great. Yeah, and I, it's funny because, I mean, I, I got into a couple arguments with some Bears fans. We're saying that, like, oh, and like kind of you said before, Mr. Trubisky's rusty and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, like, I feel like we've gotten a good look at this dude. And, like, he's impressed me. He's mobile. He has decent arm strength. But, like, I don't know. I just, there's haven't been a point where he's, like, really impressed me as an NFL pocket passer. No, Lamar Jackson, I think, has been a better pocket passer. Yeah. He made a couple throws last year. He was like, wow, that's an NFL quarterback throw. Yeah. Trubisky always has to be dialed up. He's got to be on the move. I, I completely agree with yeah. that. And it was and, frustrating. And it's just, Year three, you got no more excuses. Yeah, that, that's, yeah that's the, I think that's the, like, the, the, this is kind of the year of reckoning for right. this team. There's a lot of NFL teams who it's like, you have all this talent, it's accumulated, you've had like, some excuses in the past. Like, but this is the year where, like, you got to produce something. And I think it's the same for the Bears when they kind of – actually, I think I, it was kind of last year for me where they, that was kind of their year of reckoning because they had all the pieces and then they were one of those teams that kind of got hot and then, like, Vic Fangio, Bryce Callahan, right. they, they, they kind of dipped out. Well, year one with Trubisky, it's like rookie year, okay, fine. Year yeah. two, it's like, okay, I want to see a golf-like jump, which he improved, yeah. but I think that's a lot of that was Matt Nagy. Now you have a year in Nagy system. You're not learning a new offense. Like, this should be the year yes. that everything clicks. And, I don't know, it was, yeah, it was I, bad. And I think, I don't I don't want to, like, of course, every every week one game is probably going to be overanalyzed. Knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, totally, exactly. Totally. But I think it's this is a special case where it's like, like I said before, like, we've seen this guy – We've seen what he can do. And this was not, for me, this was not, um, you know, like, uh, I've been waiting for it to happen. And, like, I gotcha. Like, yeah. I knew he was bad. It was like, I never thought he was that good. And in a week one opener, he kind of just showed that he's still just not, not, not I mean, I mean, I remember, there, there, we got a group chat and a lot of Bears fans. And I, I came out and I was like, yo, Mr. Bisky's a C plus, B minus quarterback. That's his ceiling right there. And a lot of, like, Analysts have said that like Mr. Bisky's ceiling is not is not that high, and like it, this potential he's shown is not that much there. And I think we might just be seeing that played out. I like I said, like you said, you know, the Bears they still got a lot of talent. It, I mean, that defense is no joke. That's top ten, no, top five, a, 
top three maybe defense. Probably best defense in the NFL. I'm a little biased. The same about that, but yeah, we'll see. Anyways, I mean, they got a great defense, so we'll see how long that can carry them. But I also think. Also, the weapons around Mr. Trubisky and the O-line also didn't really impress me. So the O-line did play bad. Yes. They allowed way too many sacks. So I'll cut them a little calls. slack there. Oh, yeah, you have third and 40. Well, that's embarrassing. Like, the yeah. whole thing looks sloppy. And this is why you need the preseason. Yeah. I get people get injured and stuff, but you need it for your timing. Resting defensive players is fine because they're established. Like, I'm fine with not playing Khalil Mack. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Trubisky, man, that's not... He needs some reps outside of three plays where he's handing the ball off in week the first. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Actually, it was funny because now that you brought up this point, I don't really think about it, but there was there was a tweet earlier um, comparing the injury reports with the Packers and the Bears. Packers played like they just had a pretty standard preseason where they played everyone barring Aaron Rodgers, right. those types of guys. And they they I'm not gonna lie, they had indeed like eight nine guys in the injury report. I mean, some of them played, some of them were questionable, some of them. Uh, probable but the Bears, I think it was just Trey Burton. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, see, didn't play a preseason, guys. We're all healthy." But like, you know, in the NFL, we're like, you don't know what's gonna happen. Like, there could be a dude, just one yeah. fluke play where Cleo Mack breaks his leg. You never know with the NFL, where it's like you, you you have to take those risks and like get like reps in, like you said. So this is a well-oiled machine because you got 16 chances. Like yeah. this is you can't just drop one, especially in the Bears when. The Vikings and dare I say the Lions have improved. Yeah. They're showing like signs of promise. It's like this is not some easy walk away division. You guys, you guys got 16 no. chances. You got to use them well. And finally, with the Packers, I do think even watching their first preseason game against the Texans, I was there live. And I'm not a Packers fan, but like forced a lot of turnovers. They're flying all over the field. And my friend was joking, he's like, "Dude, this defense is a unit." And I like kind of laughed it off, like, "Not a joke. This team's gonna be." Yeah. They can be a top 15 defense this year. Top yeah. 10, top 15 defense. I, they can just be adequate for Aaron Rodgers. You they, know? You're right. Yeah. I agree. Rodgers, like, I mean, Brady, look at Brady last. Like, Rodgers didn't look great yesterday. Yeah. But right. ask Tom Brady, was he happier last year when he won the Super Bowl and played like crap? Or the year before when he threw for 500 yards against the Eagles and they lost? Because the yeah, Eagles couldn't stop true, anyone. True. I bet he was happier after that. Yeah. All right, moving on, uh, finally. I had... Uh, fantasy football draft earlier this week. It's true. And you know, for fantasy football drafts, you got to do your homework. And this is an auction draft, so you have a two hundred dollar budget. Big time. And you got to bid on your players. You got to do research. So one of the guys, the guy I spent the most money on, was Antonio Brown. Rest in peace. And what do I find the next morning? Antonio Brown going to be suspended for the Raiders, and the saga continues. And honestly, I should not have been surprised. This is what happens when you do not do your homework as a GM. Because I, what I heard from the Steelers was that the antics that Antonio Brown had, the stuff they covered up, was a lot worse in Pittsburgh. And we were just seeing the tip of the iceberg. So to recap with what he has done in Oakland so far. Bring out the receipts. First, he has burned his feet and gotten frostbite. Oh, cryogenic accidents. Yeah, right. So, like I mean, that's not the Raiders' fault. He's <laughs> missing practice. He's missing practice because of that. Missing reps with his new quarterback who's trying to build chemistry. And this is a make or break year for Derek Carr. Like you kind of want your guy on the field, so like to, you know, that'd be important for him. Got a weapon for him. He's off the field with that. Then comes the helmet saga. Where he's filing a grievance. He can't wear his helmet, which is not safe to play in. They want to protect his head. And then, and which I heard also, right? And I heard also, it wasn't even about the helmet; it was about the look of it. Like he didn't like the way the new one looked, so he's causing a ruckus over that. He doesn't show up to the facility. Like my ex, like, hey, either all in or not. He finally does show up. The helmet thing drags on. He files another grievance. They finally get that all figured out. Then he posts his fine. Then earlier this week, 
He posted a, a picture on Twitter of his finds saying, like, oh, they're trying to make me the villain. Referring to Mike Them Mayock haters. and the Raiders. Them haters. <laughs> so Mike Mayock, obviously, you, you're not happy with this. And I think, you know, I think he's done a decent job as GM of that team. You're bringing a lot of pieces. They're headed in the right direction. True. And mind you, Gruden, I think, is behind this, too, because Gruden, I think, is pissed. But he wants a good cop, bad cop sort of thing. Yeah. Or he still wants to be on A.B.'s side, but he's kind of getting fed up. So Mayock's doing his job, and then A.B. comes after him. Reportedly, they had to get separated in an altercation earlier this week where he called Mike Mayock a cracker. cracker. His boss! He's calling him a racial slur. Is it the worst slur? No. I wouldn't be offended if I was called a cracker, but you can't talk to your boss like that. <laughs> After all the antics that they've gone through, they, they, your teammates have gone to bat for you. Your coach has offended you. And you're going to do this now. What did you expect? If you miss meetings and practice, you're going to get fined. Yeah. It is childish, selfish behavior. It's been a recurring theme, and it is embarrassing. The man is embarrassing himself. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, good lord. I think Bontez Perfect, ever since he got hit in the head by him, he hasn't been the same man. He knocked too many brain cells out because this is embarrassing. A funny moment about that, reportedly, Bontez Perfect was one of the people holding Antonio Brown back from, because he he reportedly threatened to physically hit Mayock. And if Bontez Perfect is a dude who's telling you to calm down, you're not in a good spot. <laughs> like, that's, that's tough. Now, early in the hour. This is the final chapter of this. Yes, so, apparently, yes, yes. Antonio Brown apologized to his teammates and coaches this morning, saying, I'm going to be right or whatever. Yeah. It's like, all right, fine. They reinstated him. He's expected to play Monday night against the Broncos. So, thank God for my fantasy team. Dang it. But now he just posted a video on YouTube to share his side of the story. And I don't know. I, I won't play the whole clip for you. Maybe we'll post it on YouTube thing. But it's a phone call with him and John Gruden. Actually, how long is it? It's a minute 40. Do we have time to play this? No. no. Just, just paraphrase it. Just paraphrase it. It's a phone call with him and John Gruden. And they're talking. He's like, hey, listen. I mean, I just want you to be a football player, man. He's like, I'm more than a football player. And this is my life. Like, really? That's the response you're going to give your boss? He, like, the, the, to the extent this man has gone to, like, burn all bridges. First, he burned all of his bridges with Pittsburgh. Now he's burning all of his bridges with the Raiders. The whole video, it, it comes across childish. Like he's complaining, oh, you don't want me to be a Raider. Oh, I'm more than a football player. You sound like a whiny little bitch. Oh, got him. Uh, yeah, no, as of this video, I think John Gruden comes off as like, I'm begging you, Antonio Brown, please just play, catch footballs, score touchdowns so I can look like a good coach. Like, please, Antonio Brown. And, I mean, dude's talented. One, oh, one of the best, best receivers, receivers we've seen in a long time. That's why I drafted him. Exactly. And, and John Gruden, and he's like, and he literally, I believe, let me pull up the quote. He said, uh, he said, please, please just, oh, oh just be a football Please player. just stop this shit and just play football. Like, he, like, how hard is that? He literally said, how hard is that? And I understand, and I'm, I'm totally, I'm a player guy. I understand these guys are more than just athletes. They're more... Than just like these dudes you watch on TV, but it gets to a point where it's like you're an employee. If you miss work, there are consequences, and you're a highly paid employee. Yes, that's true. You you miss your practices because of this thing, and the Raiders are like, look, we're gonna try and find you helmet. We want you to play. But They've been the, cooperative with them. Yeah, the fact of the matter is though, you miss work. I mean, it's school. If I if I get if I miss classes, say, hey, uh, professor, I'm sick. I'm gonna miss a month of classes. 
They're gonna be like, hey, you know what? We'll work with you. We want you, you're a student, you're a good student. We want you to get back on track. But at the same time, you missed a month of classes. There's gonna, you're gonna have to work and there's there might be punishments for that. And he has to understand that. And he also has to understand that like, dude, you put on this helmet, you put on this jersey, you're an athlete, you're a football player, and we need you to perform. And you, you can't be, you can't have this sideshow, and that's totally, dist- it's a distraction, like you said, it's an embarrassment, and it's got all this this microscope on the Oakland Raiders that's just not helping Going off of that, that's a perfect point to jump off of. The Raiders are trying to build a brand here. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why you got rid of Khalil Mack, you got rid of Amari Cooper. John, Coop, John Gruden's like, all right, we're getting rid of these stars, I'm trying to build a culture and establish a culture. Now you have Antonio Brown coming in, making it a circus, and you got all these young guys and rookies saying that, like, well, hey, you know what? He's getting away with all this. Yeah. Well, why can't I get away with that? That's bad for trying to establish a culture. When you put that, yeah, like you said, when you put that hobbit on, you're representing the Raiders brand yeah. there. And it's, it's horrible. It looks horrible. And the final part I want to say here is there's been a lot of stuff leaked about this. He leaks his like this, uh, the note from Mayock. He's yeah. leaking now a phone call, what it looked like. It like definitely did not thing. look like John Gruden wanted Good this. companies do not have leaks. The Obama administration, did you hear many leaks coming out of there? It's true. No. The Trump administration comes in the office. You're getting a lot more leaks there. It's true. Not like, they need a plumber. Lots of leaks. And, and when it's coming from your own player here, not yeah. even like an anonymous source. I mean, and the other thing is God. like, man, I'll tell you what. You think, you think, uh, I mean, have we ever heard of Antonio Brown um, leaking things coaches say that they didn't want to be leaked? You ever heard of, uh, was it Instagram Live yep. in the Steelers locker room? Yep. So I was thinking, it's like, did you guys not know what you were getting? Did you guys not understand that this dude skipped a must-win a must-win last game this season against the Bengals because of, you know, this pay thing? It's like... He's punting footballs in practice. Yeah, exactly. apparently he did with the Raiders, too. He did that with the Steelers. He's throwing everything. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. The Raiders covered, Mike Tomlin said they covered so much stuff up to keep the Raiders brand, or the, uh, excuse the Steelers, me, the Steelers yeah, brand Steelers. looking good. Like, this is just a half of it. Like, oh yeah. my God, I can only imagine that and headache he's I, been. I will, I will say, um, as for the Raiders organization, man, John Gruden doesn't look like he got much of a backbone in this situation. Because, I mean, you see, I mean, there, there have been guys, you, we talk about Cam Newton, remember he was suspended for week one. Because he reportedly, or no, it wasn't suspended. He didn't play the first drive of their week one game for the Panthers because he reportedly didn't wear the dress code that he was supposed to wear. Right. It's like, the people, guys have been punished for less, a lot less than this. And I'm like, you know, if he gets suspended for week one, I say, Antonio, you got to get your stuff together. You have to act professional. You can't play week one. Everyone, this is what happens. At least a drive you don't follow the yeah. rules. Yeah. Right. And, and that, that would have been... Pretty understandable. Well, if the Raiders trying to suspend Mike Mayock was tired of it because there's a, you can tell there's a little bit of a good cop bad cop thing yeah, going on. Definitely. Where De- Mayock it felt like was doing what Gruden like wanted him to say because that's how Gruden was feeling. But he still he really wants to be a players coach and have a good relationship with AB because yeah. it's critical for them winning this year. But yeah, like you said, Matt, like I don't know the whole the whole it's gonna thing. Be a circus. It's it gonna, gonna be a circus. Be a circus. It's gonna, this and I'll say it's like I, it's funny because I mean the Raiders. This could not be more of a fitting franchise to have this debacle go on that the Raiders would walk into this. Uh, but so that's our two two cents on the Bears Packers. Totally. Antonio Brown definitely for both of these situations. This will not be the last we talk about them. So tune in. Finally, oh, oh Zeke yeah, got yeah. paid this week. Zeke got paid. Thought they totally him, overpaid him. Yeah. You don't overpay a running back, but you know everyone had to get a piece of the pie, like yeah, Jerry exactly. Jones likes to say. 
I mean, Dak, I don't think is worth that much anyway. You did get Jalen Smith paid, so you know what? The Super Bowl odds definitely increased this with uh, Zeke, but yeah. I think they overpaid him. Yeah, and that that was one of those things where kind of like on the opposite end, it's like you know they paid him and everything looks kosher over in Dallas. Um, so good for them. Good for Jared Goff too. He got paid. <laughs> Jared Goff deserved it. Yes. And last, uh, yeah, like, there's games. It was that game where they were playing the Chiefs last year when he outplayed Mahomes. It was like, True. we know we got our guy. He showed He showed those signs. Everyone got a bad first impression of Jared Goff because their first year with Jeff yeah, Fisher. Like, eh. When he finally got a system in place, like that guy, he can make some major league throws. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I think that game for Trubisky last night, national television, it's going to be the opposite effect. Like, hey. We might need to be in the market for a quarterback these yeah. upcoming drafts because uh, I don't think we have our guy with the Rams. the opposite. So good for Jerry Goff getting yeah. paid. Yeah. We will definitely be hitting it. I believe the new – I mean, we just kind of set our schedules kind of Friday nights, but with the NFL season, it'll probably be around Tuesday or Wednesday when the podcast will drop. So definitely after Monday night games, just look for the podcast. We'll get it out. We'll definitely try and tweet it out, um, give you all the information. Thanks for dropping by. We're really excited for NFL season. we got big stuff planned. Yep, yep. Uh, so it's going to be an awesome season. Can't wait for the Broncos win the Super Bowl. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.